Well, it's still, just... still trying not to sound like a... Uh, Fucking a, robot. A robot. <laughs> Talk into the microphone. Talk at the microphone. The microphone is right there. All right. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Kitchen in the Raw. Uh, I'm your host, JC, and our co-host is here as well, JW. How's it going, everybody? So this podcast is about all things uh, culinary industry. Uh, that's, that's what this podcast is about. And uh, we run over several topics during the course of the podcast. But a uh, quick note here, we did some reorganization for this episode and every following episode is going to be pretty much along the same template. So the section will remain the same, but the information you know that we talk about is going to change. We wanted it to be uh, more cohesive and more organized so it was easier to listen to. So the uh, the sections are going to be pretty much as follows. Uh, you know, we're going to start out talking about some industry news. I think that'll be helpful for everybody. And then we're going to talk about hacks to make you uh, better. So hopefully we're going to maybe impart some advice that, you know, some people can benefit from. Maybe it's a, a weaker area for you or maybe it's one of your stronger areas and it's something that you can comment on. Yeah, I think that's going to be super beneficial for a lot of people out there. Uh, so then we're going to talk about from the kitchen to every day. And, uh, you know, in this section, we want to try to translate some of the things that are common or common knowledge in the kitchen and then talk about how you can utilize those in your everyday life. Yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, the next section is, uh, hopefully going to be pretty funny. It's why the chef hates you. This will also be uh, beneficial for some of y'all as well that have never really been in the industry that may have some friends that are in the industry and you might have found yourself asking some of these questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, for, for anyone that ends up listening to this that isn't in the industry, you might find yourself definitely saying to yourself, oh man, I've asked that question. But you know, it's like it, well, this is this is a learning process. This is so that you you can find out, and then you you understand why it sounds silly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, yeah, then we have tales from the kitchen, and you know, really, our our last episode was just kind of like, okay, well, we're going to tell a story, but. You know, JW and I, we decided that we wanted to have something that was a little more direct and a little more personal and a little more pointed. So we decided to say, you know, okay, it's Tales from the Kitchen, but uh, this time around, you know, we're going to talk about things that it only took it only took once. Like, you only did it once, and you're like, oh, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, this is going to be fantastic for... Um, if you've worked in the industry, I mean, if... People that have worked in this industry short to long period of time, you've definitely at least seen someone do something stupid that you're like, nope, not going to do that. And if you haven't, this is your time to understand why you should do that because you don't want to be the dumbass. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you don't want to be the guy that's getting screamed at by the chef. It's never uh, the best place to be. And uh, after that, guys, we're going to wrap up the podcast. So that said, uh, let's go ahead and get this started with some industry news. Here we go. All right. So moving on, uh, industry news. You know, we're going to briefly outline the uh, 
the COVID situation, but you know, honestly, we're sick of it. Uh, we're sure everyone else is is sick of it. But uh, basically, nationwide, what's happening is uh, it's spreading rapidly. There's uh, multiple closures that are happening right now. Uh, you know, things are really just kind of like shutting down again, and that's unfortunate. You know, leading up to the Fourth of July weekend. Uh, here in Austin, uh, you know, the, the parks are closed and uh, the fireworks, you know, are canceled. So maybe those of you that, uh, you know, wanted to do something and now can't, uh, we have a few ideas for you. Yeah, we got some good ideas for uh, if you want to have some takeout in Austin. Um, there were a couple spots uh, that I've seen that are doing things specifically. Cooler ideas were Easy Tiger. They had basically uh, picnic baskets, uh, cookies. They had $30 giant pretzels with beer cheese. Uh, I think they had like salt with butter with them. Also saw that they were selling actually whole peach pies. So that's pretty pretty cool thing. There was Laundrette that they offered a, I believe it was a to-go seafood boil. Comes with lobster, clams, shrimp. Sausages, all that kind of good fixings and all those things. Uh, I think you have to do your order online, but that was a pretty cool thing that you could be doing with your family, friends. Uh, I would say more so people that you live with. And that one's, uh, what, that's $45? I think a person. A person. Yeah, so you know the Easy Tiger, um, that one was actually split up into to a few packages, I think, wasn't it? So there was a... Uh, yeah, know, two, there were... Two larger packs, $165, uh, and that comes with your, your half sandwiches and, and uh, sides. And then they also had a $55 uh, grill package that had sausages and buns. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That was the other one. They do have those two split up. That was pretty cool for, for grilling all your sausages and stuff if you still want to have that outdoor barbecue thing by the pool. If you have a pool, if you're blessed enough to have a pool. If not, then get one of those blow-up pools and do that shit on your balcony, I guess. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You can do it in your yard. Yeah, do it in your fucking living room. I don't give a shit. It's whatever you want to do. Uh, Die Dewey. They, they have yeah. a butcher shop. Fucking Everyone Dye knows Dewey's that. Badass. Great, uh, yeah, great restaurant. So they have um, Grill It Yourself mixed grill kits. Those are uh, 78, 78 bucks. And uh, those come with dry-aged Wagyu and uh, marinated brined chicken, hot links, vegetables. Uh, then there's also hot dogs and burger buns. Yeah, I was going to say they have one that's a little bit more traditional, but I mean, if you're getting Wagyu hamburger patties, that's killing it. You can't beat that. Yeah, so if you're looking for the ultimate, the ultimate grill out, I mean, you can't be beat. You're probably looking at your best deal with uh, Daidui. I mean, honestly, 78 bucks for a whole kit like that is pretty cheap. Also, I got one that was, it was from, what's it called? Fogo de Chow. So Fogo de Chow, they did a larger package where they give you assortment of meats, chickens, some of their house specialty cuts, bottom sirloins, all the fix-ins. They come with mashed potatoes, little cheese balls, but basically all the things you would get there. And then I think it was around 120 bucks and we fed eight people with it. And it's just, you have to grill all the proteins. Like 
That okay, cool. That's fantastic. So that's another good spot. Fogo de Chao. You can get stuff. Big grill packages to go. So speaking of grilling, if you're not the type of person to actually want to cook or do any work, uh, Old Thousand, it's over on the east side. Uh, they've got 4th of July food packages going off for like 75 bucks. Um, they've got like Chinese sausage, corn dogs, smoked beef, chicken wings, sides. Uh, you can also get, you know, some a la carte stuff. Uh, so if you don't want to actually have to cook anything and you just want to order everything, uh, including uh, frozen cocktails and rosé and stuff like that, it's a good place to go. You can get everything that you want on uh, one one-stop shop. Yeah, I know uh, Fogo de Chow does the same thing, so they'll offer basically a non-cooked package, and if you just want to cook everything, I believe I saw it was 50 bucks, 60 bucks, something they'll cook all the food for you, ready to go. So yeah, if your 4th of July weekend looks like it's going to be dull, uh, you know, just remember you can always get some friends together, uh, have a little get-together at your house, you can always uh, pick up some fireworks, you know, make, make the best of it. Uh, through these these crazy times and uh, wear your mask so we can stop doing this crazy shit yeah going out I mean that's what we're trying to say don't have a rager for 4th of July still do all the proper things that you need to do even if it's just with your roommates the people that you live with if you're trying to practice the I know Austin just passed another stay at home order so that puts a damper in a lot of people's plans so if that's the case do that, but these are all options that you can do for you, your roommates, hang out. Uh, but if you're going to be out, you're going to be doing things. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I cancel my plans is what it is. But if you're going to take that risk, go ahead, do whatever you got to do. But just wear your mask. Don't be a dumbass. Uh, do this for the rest of us so we can get on with it. Yeah, so that pretty much wraps it up for industry news. You know, we didn't want to take too much time blabbing about it because, I mean, honestly, there's not a whole lot going on. Hope everyone has a a great fourth, you know, and stay safe out there. All right, guys. So uh, next up, we want to talk about hacks to make you better. You know, it's a pretty broad topic, and we don't want to get too specific when we're, we're talking about things that maybe, you know, can help you out. And mostly we wanted to talk about things that are going to make you more successful in the workplace. But for a lot of these, we also want to draw parallels, you know, not just in the workplace, but in our personal lives. Like what are tools, what are things, ideas, ideologies that we can use that not only make us more valuable, but uh, make our lives easier So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about some principles of organization. This is one of the key principles that you need to learn in the kitchen to be successful. And to varying degrees, you know, we all learn it. 100%. And what we did is we kind of split this up into several subsections and we're just going to talk about each of these topics and why it's important uh, in its relation to organization. And then we're just going to talk about how you use it in the workplace and then maybe how you can utilize it outside of the workplace. Let's get it. So we're going to start out with saying you need to clearly define your goals 
and objectives. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is this is a huge thing because if you're not gonna define what you want your your endpoint to be, then the way getting there is gonna be so much longer and so much more painstaking than if you would have just been like, hey, this needs to be my endpoint. What am, what am I going to have to do to get to this endpoint? What am I going to have to do? What am I going to have to sacrifice? What steps am I going to have to take? Um, I mean, yeah, if you, you can't define what your endpoint is, good luck getting there. Yeah, it, it really does need to be, when you distill it down into its most simple form, it needs to be point A to point B, right? And it, it doesn't matter if that objective is just one small piece in your overall goal uh, you know you can have several small objectives and define each of them that help you out or you know one large one but the fact is is that if you can't visualize it and then see yourself uh, completing that objective then you're never really going to get where you need to be and in the kitchen what that means is that you know, if, if you're going to walk into a kitchen, you're going to be successful. There's steps that you have to take. And anyone that works in the industry knows this. You know, you can't you can't work and have your horse, you know, uh, you know, behind the cart. You can't say, OK, well, here's my cart, but I don't have a horse. And, and if you think about that, you know, if you walk in, you can't say, well, I'm going to do the least important thing, for instance, on my prep list and then leave the most important and most difficult thing on the prep list for last and then hope that service is going to work out well, right? Yeah, it's it, it boils down to me as setting yourself up for success. That you you look at what needs to, I mean, like we just said, that you have to set your endpoint and your goal, which, I mean, if we're going to look at it from kitchen-wise, that's making it through service. Okay. So if you need to do that, you have your numbers that you based off of this, that, and the other. Okay, so that's your endpoint. What steps do I have to take to get to that endpoint? But then also, this can relate to anything. Say, how can I pay rent? Okay, rent is this amount of money. And it's okay. due the same day it's, every month. Exactly. And you have to say, okay, this week, or if you get paid bi week or weekly, you get paid every two weeks, whatever it may be, then you put that on the calendar. I make this much each one of these days. So then it's, it's just basically setting yourself up for success. You see how much money you have and you, you subtract it from each one of those and break it up even however you want to do it, but it's just looking at it. If you just get to the last of the month and you're like, shit, I don't have any money. Good luck making it to the next month. And you know, if anyone's listening to this and scratching your head and saying, wow, that's, that's pretty obvious, uh, then... This particular item probably isn't for you, but just do believe that, I mean, I myself know, know plenty of people that have issues with clearly defining their goals, and they suffer as a consequence, and I'm sure that JW knows plenty of people that do the same thing. Yeah, and then, but also I know people, on the other hand, that, like you said, are thinking that what we're talking about is so obvious. Yes, absolutely, but... If you want to take it even further into life. So how do I get the raise that I'm looking for? What is necessary for me to get that raise? So, I mean, that, that's something that I don't care who you are because not everyone listening to this is running a company. If you are, kudos for you. It can be its own stress. 
But at the same time, you can relate this to so many other things in life. So if you're going to just pinpoint like what the little specifics are, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Got time for your shit. All right, moving on. So uh, coordination. And uh, I mean, I think everyone should know what that is, but working with others to achieve your goals. And I, I don't know that we really need to spend a lot of time on this subject, but you know, in a in a culinary uh, atmosphere, you have to work with a well. I mean, you don't have to, but your life is going to be way easier if you learn to work with other people. And this is despite of, of their individual personalities or idiosyncrasies or things that may annoy you, or, or language barriers, or language barriers. You learn very quickly that if if you can find the patience within yourself to work with others no matter the stress of the situation or the situation in and of itself you will get so much further ahead yeah that's that's huge that's why i learned spanish that's what i mean that's what forced uh, forced me to learn spanish it was insane that working with one prep cook in the morning and it's me and him the whole day the less i can communicate the less can really get done with prep so if I want to refuse to try and learn this, it should shoot myself in the foot. And by midday, I'm stressed out, wanting to pull my hair out, and I'm in the weeds every single day. So why not use my supercomputer in my pocket and find common ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, there's another thing. Outside of work, coordinating with other people to achieve your goals is a really smart way to make your life easier. Most of us have, you know, groups of friends that are of various sizes. Uh, But despite that, leveraging the people around you and working with them to achieve your goals uh, will make your life much easier. I feel like it also helps out with accountability. That, I mean, just something that flashed in my head was when you're struggling to work out. You're struggling to do things of that nature and you find yourself being unmotivated or you find yourself, I was going to work out earlier today making excuses. If you have another friend that's in the same thing, you get a, a workout buddy. Cool. Just in that, that if that person going to call you, like, no, 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 get up. Come on, yep. let's go. Have some friendly competition. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is a, a specific instance, but honestly, yeah. I mean, if you've got that one friend that's like a workout freak and maybe you're having a little bit of issue uh, motivating yourself, coordinate with that person. Uh, and again, shit, even even if you're a little round and you have a little round yeah. friend, then <laughs> y- y'all both say, "Hey, we we would like to not look round together." And then, you know what I mean, but it's just holding people accountable. Like you don't even have to have a a buddy that works out all the time, whatever it may be. It's just someone else. I feel like if I cancel on something and to plans only with myself, it's like, yeah, all right, no big deal. But if someone calls me like, hey, are you still down to go? Making an excuse for that, I mean, for me, I guess it may be different for some people, but just making an excuse out of nowhere like, ah, well, you know, I see the fans rotating the wrong way. I don't think I can really make it. You just sound like a dumbass. And people stop calling. I don't know. I just think that's, it's accountability in all different ways. Not only that, but uh, I think another good takeaway with coordination is that you should be picky about who you coordinate with 
if you don't take the time to surround yourself with people that are going to drive themselves and drive you forward, then you're wasting your time. Yeah, if you're the smartest person in the room, get out of the room. All right, then. So uh, moving on, we have efficiency. You should should be able to obtain your goal using the fewest possible resources. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Efficiency is something I feel a lot of people overlook or a lot of people don't understand quite the importance of it. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with that. Uh, You know, efficiency inside and, and outside of the workplace is is key you know for instance efficiency inside the workplace can make you an extremely valuable asset Uh, it can get you a raise it can yield you better results Uh, you know overall it can improve your quality of work life because you have less uh, stress and outside of work efficiency can also mean that you save money for instance and you don't waste time and you get things done quickly. What I feel like, I mean, this, all these things should tie into one another, but some of the most efficient people I know, not just even in the kitchen, in everyday life, they have a plan. Every day there's a plan, and every day there's at least an endpoint, a goal to that day, and how they get to that day or how they set up their process for the day. Um, then you'll, you'll have people that they won't procrastinate, that they will allocate appropriate time for the most important things. And they will get those done first, and then most of those will kind of fall into place. That the, the other smaller pieces, I mean, it, the great analogy is that if you have a big, big jar and you have four or five larger stones and then you have a bunch of pebbles, are you going to put all the pebbles in first or are you going to put the larger stones in first and fit those in and then the smaller ones will fall into place as they should? exact same thing in life you have to like it's allocating the appropriate time for the task at hand you do all your easy stuff first and then you put off all the difficult stuff and then you rush you have 10-15 minutes to do something that you should have put an hour towards then you're more stressed in the day yeah so efficiency that that one is really key I think is a principle for for organization if And all of these are really important, honestly, but I think efficiency really does stand out because it can yield you some of the most immediate results that you can see just off the bat. And so, you know, if you're having trouble with efficiency, uh, this really does tie in to clearly defining your goals. And I'll also say, I mean, this, this goes directly into our next topic, but... If you're going to be efficient, you're going to have to understand how to let, basically delegate some work to other people because you can't do it all yourself. So it ties into the coordination with you and other people. If it lightens the workload, you can be more efficient. And then also if you delegate tasks to these people and you let them do it, then you can focus on something else. And that's two people doing two tasks rather than two people doing one task. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Which, I mean, that really just does lead us right into our next principle, which is delegation. Uh, Use your time wisely. 
And if you are not the right person for a particular job, then find the right person to do it. Exactly. That's huge. That's huge. If I don't know how to do something, granted, I'm going to try and learn, but I'm also going to try and learn from someone while they're doing the tasks that I need knocked out at the same time. So it's knocking out two birds, one stone in my eyes. Yeah. So, you know, in the workplace and, you know, in management, this is actually a very, very important aspect of management. Uh, something that you'll learn if you're in the industry, uh, any industry, honestly, and you've been managing uh, long enough, you're going to find out that there's people that have specialized knowledge that is beyond your own. And part of being a good manager is learning how to use that to your advantage. You know, it's okay that someone else knows more than you because it just gives you an opportunity to learn from them. It also gives you an opportunity to be more efficient by giving them a task that they are going to be able to do much faster than you. And in the end, it will save you time and resources. For sure. And also something on the other end, you can learn something by someone else trying to actuate a task. Say even if you delegate it to someone that may not have the exact skills and you find them doing something or you are observant enough to watch them do it and something incorrect happens, boom, you just learned a whole nother lesson for free and you didn't even have to mess up. You know, and outside of the work, uh, the work atmosphere, learning to, to delegate, I think people do that naturally, honestly. You know, most people aren't going to say, oh, my car broke down, I'm going to fix it, right? Or I have electrical issues, so let me mess around with this because there's pretty clear consequences. Oh, you mess with your car and you break it, then you're going to pay even more to get it fixed. Uh, you know, which is, which is good. I think people have a pretty natural sense that you can't really do everything in, in your normal daily life. But I feel people, they do get kind of caught up in it sometimes. I mean, even workplace for sure. People think that like everything's riding on them. But outside of the workplace, I still feel like people get caught up on it. They just think that there's so many things weighing down on them. It could literally be a phone call away and you're not sleeping at night about it. Like yeah. let people that do what like you're, you're stressing about whatever it may be, let someone that that is their specific field, like, oh, my my drain won't drain and blah, 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 stressing out about it, just call a fucking plumber. Like, just let the person do their job. Don't freak out about it. But also learn something. Sit there and ask questions because you're going to get hosed if he just thinks you're he, just same thing with mechanics. They don't think you know what the fuck they're talking about. They're like, yeah, I had to put some uh, liquid nitrogen in your tires. Uh, I know we're running really low on that, so you're really lucky you made it here. And just, but we had to really charge you through the roof because stuff's really expensive right now. So it's like, if you don't know what the hell you're talking about, like, you gotta learn still, but also don't just think you have to do everything yourself. Yeah, be efficient about it, delegate, and coordinate appropriately with the right people. And you see how that, you know, ties together nicely. I'm it's sure. wild. So uh, the last principle here is balance. And balancing each of these principles is, is how you get 
to your optimal uh, your optimal way to organize whatever you're trying to organize, right? Uh, and so you need to focus on the issue at hand and solve it. And don't get caught up doing too many tasks at the same time. You, you have to be able to balance by using delegation, coordination, make yourself more efficient, and all while having a clearly defined goal or objective. 100%. You gotta have a good... I mean, you even have to have balance for sleep. You have to have balance between work and play. All of these things. If you overwork yourself, you're not gonna be shit. Like, it's gonna be very short-lived that you have this period of 100-hour work weeks where you're not giving yourself time, your health will suffer. But also in the same extent, if you're not giving yourself time to do the work adequately or do anything that you're trying to achieve in life, I mean, it goes down to allocating proper time to actuate your goals. Balance your personal goals too. You yep. Know, playing is fun. If you play too hard though, and, and you're not allocating yourself the time to get your your personal goals done, uh, you know, it's really hard to grow as a person. And I mean, for health, the yeah, same for life. You can't, you know, if you can't keep yourself healthy, you can't balance those things. Uh, you know, things can go south really, really quick. And being in the industry, you see stories like that all the time. Yeah, I mean, you you see people that are that are stuck in the industry. I know a dude that had gout in his foot was extremely overweight on Percocets and all he did he made the soup was what he claimed every day he worked lunch I make the soup and it, you have no other skill set you have nothing else besides working the line and you're 55 and you've been doing it for 30 years 40 years I mean that cleared out 40 but So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely you got to have, take care of yourself, take care of your own health. There's no redo. There's no go back. Just, and it's also why you smoke two joys at once. Balance. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, that wraps up hacks to make you better. You're listening to Kitchen in the Raw. I'm your host, JC. Got our co-host over here, JW. What's going on, everybody? Hey, we want to remind you guys, make sure whatever you're listening to, whatever platform, please drop us a review, drop us a star rating, whatever it may be. If you have any questions for us, do it the same way in there. Other than that, um, just engage. Tell I me mean, if you, you hate me, that's cool. Tell me that's fine. Engage it. I don't care. Uh, but let us know what you like what you want to hear more of and we'd love to feature some of you guys feature some questions on here if you guys have any of them yeah you know one of the one of the biggest things about this because this is still so new and and things are still being developed and and they are changing and they're probably going to keep changing a little bit you know episode to episode uh, is we would really appreciate feedback you know, even if it if it's a, a one sentence, you know, one liner, or just a you know a question you have, or, or whatever it is, we would like to hear it. So don't be shy about that. Uh, neither of us are sensitive. We can take criticism. 
you know, so if you're like, nah, that was fucking boring, uh, you know, that's cool. Yeah, please, I, I'd please know, let us know. That's yeah. what's up. Rather know than not know. All right, y'all, so uh, we're going to move on to our next section here. And uh, that's just from the kitchen to every day. We're just going to go over this really, really quick just because today it really does tie in with uh, hacks to make you better. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. Uh, but it's this uh, familiar ideology most of you have heard. If you're five minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you are late. So follow through and be on time. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Lombardi time. So you never know what could happen. You never know why you would need to be early. But it is much better to be early than to be late. So this applies to showing up to your shift 10 minutes on time, whatever it may be, showing up to your doctor's appointment, showing up to your oil change, showing up to your fucking kid's birthday on time. Who knows? But whatever it may be, be early because it's not a bad trait to continue everywhere in life. Yeah, you also find opportunities, honestly, by by being somewhere early. You know, if, if you're the person that's always early and on point, uh, you might get a promotion. Outside of work, you know, maybe some weird personal opportunity opens up because you show up early somewhere. Or you see something that you would have otherwise missed. Anyway, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this. You get the point. You know, just be on point, be early, and uh, follow through. Wear your fucking mask. Oh, yeah, wear your fucking mask. All right, guys. We're going to move on. We've been super serious for the last, like, fucking half an hour. Oh, and, yeah, have a little fun. And, yeah, now we're going to have some fun. <laughs> we uh, we don't want to be serious, you know, for this whole podcast. But we do want to to try to be helpful and impart some, uh, some stuff that we've learned in all the years that we've been in the industry. I think if you combine all the years that we have in the, uh, the industry, it's... it's uh, well over 30 yeah at least th- three decades we'll say so, at least at least three decades talking right here but yeah there's there's a lot there we want to kind of pass some of that on but uh, we we don't want to be boring so uh fuck the boring stuff we're gonna move on now and uh we're gonna talk about why the chef hates you yeah i i think this was necessary to make this section um and it's not again not for a lot of the people that if you're in your feelings this that and the other but also, it is to be here for people that may want to learn something, maybe understand why if I've asked this person this or I've done this in the restaurant, yada, 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 why they looked at me crazy? Why, why have I got kind of shitty service? Why have I, did, I didn't feel I got the full experience at this restaurant? Well, this is why we made this. So some of y'all can learn and if you as I mentioned before, if you find yourself and you're thinking, man, I've done that before, that's fine. There's probably a lot of other people that have, but the cool part is now you know, and now you don't have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for why the chef hates you, we're going to, we're going to concentrate on questions that annoy you. Fuck and, me, man. And, and when we're talking about you, we're actually talking about us as, as chefs, uh, and, and there's a few of them. Uh, JW, why don't you head it off, man? So, <laughs> one of my favorite ones, I feel like, uh, and this is a big reason that we made this podcast. Why don't you audition for Top Chef? 
why don't you go on whatever against Bobby Flay? Why don't you go on Iron Chef? Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. (laughs) It is so far from what that is. Those are filmed six months to a year before. You can't tell anybody anything. And it's all staged. It's all, okay, to some extent. But it's TV, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's glam chefing. There's (laughs) There's no reality in that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's and you know, for your average chef, I don't even think it would be fun. It would That's like Survivor. S- like, if you yeah. think Survivor's real, you're yeah. And I, I mean, this this would not be fun for your average chef. I think your average chef wants to concentrate on uh, consistency and probably you know creating really badass food. You know what they don't want to do is go in front of a, a camera with a bunch of other people and then you know cook. Well, as I as as much as people think, and I can agree with it, chefs are vain. You have to be, because people are constantly ridiculing you if they disagree with something, whatever. Maybe that's not the point. But chefs are vain, yes. But the last thing I want to do is sit there on camera, talk about this, and have to do multiple takes, and blah 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 blah. Chefs, most chefs aren't fake. That's the thing about it. That most chefs couldn't say, I don't think, the most chefs that I, I at least know, it would be a fucking shit show if they were to be <laughs> yeah. on TV. Someone would get stabbed. Someone, I would be like, oops, oh, that's all your prep that I just knocked on the ground. Oopsie daisy, do we have to refilm it? I, it, just, it wouldn't be, it's not a competition. Old school Iron Chef. Old school Iron Chef was the only thing. But you look at the that's that's the only thing that's ever been comparable. Not even Americanized Iron Chefs, not the same shit. Don't even care who you are if you think so. You're not in the right place. Yeah. So uh, we we hate being asked that question because it's just it's so far removed from the reality of being a chef that and you know to a certain extent, yeah, sure, I fucking understand if if you're not in the industry and you don't you don't know. Uh, then maybe that seems like a sensible question to ask. But honestly, uh, just remember, you're probably not the only person to ask that question. Speaking of that, JC, I got a great question for you. This one makes my just absolutely my blood boil. So, so what's your favorite thing to cook? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking hate that question. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's almost as bad as... What's your favorite food? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, what's your favorite food to cook? Well, I don't fucking know. I've been doing this for almost 20 years. I fucking cook whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, if it's there and I need to cook it, I cook it. If I'm at home and I want to eat something, I it's whatever I want to make. You know, it's not like we're some mystical fucking animal and we only eat one thing. What what's your favorite? Oh yeah, I only eat fried chicken. It's my favorite food. Like it's like anyone else. Like mac and cheese. Yeah, I I only eat mac and cheese. That's how I keep this fantastic physique. Mac and cheese. What do you mean? Fuck, man. Then then you ask the the person. You know, it's like, well, what's your favorite thing to cook? They're like, oh, I can't cook. Like, why are we having this fucking conversation? Then it's not like we can have an informed. A yeah. discussion about food. You can sit there and just be like, oh, 
Yeah, and not have any idea what uh, I'm talking about. Yeah, all right. I don't know what you're talking about. That's tight. I'm going to just sit here and act like I'm listening, but I'm on my phone. And you're like, what? Emulsification? Is that the devil? <laughs> Who's that? Oh, man. All right, man. So, hey, uh, so ha- how about this one? I I personally love to hate on this one. But, uh, JW, when are you opening up your uh, your own restaurant, man? Shit, are you funding it? I normally lead off with that question. Well, like, what's your capital? Like, you want to jump into it? Come on. Let's, yeah, you let's can talk invest. about this. Like, uh, I'm not going to put up my money. That's what I've I've realized after all these years of working in restaurants. Like, what not to do? Okay, don't open a restaurant. Yeah, don't assume the risk. And, you know, that's the funny thing. Like a food um, truck. Food truck makes yeah, sense. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a food well, truck. Well, fuck, not right now. But yeah, well, yeah, not right now. But yeah, it's funny. People ask that question. They're like, man, why don't you open up your own restaurant as if you can just magically get the capital together and magic and get everything that you need. And then, you know, oh, the next thing you know, you've got a James Beard Award, which is kind of silly because, you know, if, if you're like, oh, yeah, you're a paralegal. That's cool. Why don't you open up your own law practice? Yeah, bank teller. Same thing. Like, where you walk up to the next person that's cashing your paycheck and be like, so, how long have you been bank telling? Nice. So, you about to open your own bank? Yeah, you can open your own, your own bank. Your own right? institution, huh? <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. They would reach across and slap you. It's like, do you want a receipt with that? Oh, man. Just yeah, so opening, opening your own restaurant, um, you know, again, to a certain degree... Uh, you know, I think we, we can both say that we understand that you have to have some pretty niche specific knowledge in order to understand that these questions are super silly. It's just that, you know, we hear these questions all the time. It's like a broken record. You meet someone new, they find out you're a chef. It's virtually guaranteed. Oh, a handful of five questions. Yeah, virtually guaranteed. And it's like the, the same fucking conversation over and over again. And I, I seriously, I seriously blame glam chefing, the fake chefing on TV. I, I totally blame that, and you know, like social media bullshit. Like, I mean, Jesus, that's that's another thing. I don't want to see what y'all like. Cool, we have quarantine time. You're supposed to get better about it, but I don't want to see y'all's weak ass cooking. Like, everything is overcooked. I can tell by the picture it's under season. Do you realize how bad that is? I don't even have to be there, taste it, smell it, or any of that. I can see through a picture that you post that your food is under seasoned. Dude, that is terrible. Don't post that. That's like me posting a picture every time I get a pedicure. You want to see what ends up on that? You want to see my feet? No, no one wants to see that. Uh, you know, I, I recently just saw a picture that a Michelin star restaurant, and this isn't a joke, a Michelin star restaurant posted a picture of one of their dishes, and it, it wasn't a joke, it was a sweet potato that, you know, they had baked next to, and, and the skin was on, they didn't do anything with it, it was literally just a baked sweet potato, and it, it was next to a piece of skin-on pan-fried fish. There was no garnish, uh, no plating technique. The fuck is elevated no, about that? No sauce. No, it was so minimalist that it, there was no point in the dish. 
no joke. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the fuck is up with that, but, you know, so social media, I'm sure, has has a lot to do with this. You know, the, the glam chefing, the, the bullshit you see on TV, that's why we get questions like this. You know, so, you know, we do try to be uh, understanding, but also understand it's why we fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. Like when people plate their food and post online and none of their food is touching. You eat five? You eat your rice can't touch your beans? You fucking child. All right, guys. Yeah, let's move on. I, just, I haven't even been in the kitchen in a while and I want to fucking smack somebody. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. So, um... Vegan pork chop. Yeah, vegan pork chop. Hey, that's a true story. We'll tell you about it sometimes. Vegan pork chop. That girl was a trip. Uh, (laughs) Let's just say she wasn't very bright. Anyway, so, uh, you know, our our next topic here is uh, Tales from the Kitchen. And uh, we decided that we wanted to just kind of do an open forum back and forth about uh, things that... You know, it only takes you once to figure out that you never want to do that again in the kitchen. You're like, oh, yeah. no, that's, I'm never fucking doing that again. And, you know, maybe it's just because you were super embarrassed or, you know, something shitty happened, you got injured, whatever it is, you know. Uh, so what are what are some of those things for you, man? Um, first one that comes to my mind, I think this should be for everybody. I mean, not clearly not everybody, but if you've seen this happen or you have done this, if you've done this twice, just stop. Stop this right now. Get out of this profession. But <laughs> you're cleaning your fryer. Cool. Filtering it through, filtering it through. As you know, if you're listening to this, there's an on-off valve to stop the grease from going down. If you happen to leave that thing on the open position and then you refill this clean, clean fryer with clean fryer oil... And it just goes all over your floor at the end of the night because you're normally cleaning your fryer at the end of the night. Said kitchen should be clean around it. Boom. Now you have about, not to mention a $45, $50, $60 thrown away of oil, but you probably got another two hours of cleaning. And oil is not fun. So that one, that one sticks out to me huge. That if that takes you more than once, or you see somebody do it, you're like, holy shit, what is happening? Uh, yeah, when I have, uh, you know, I actually didn't have to uh, experience it personally. I, I got to observe this, and I was thinking to myself, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's only going to take once. So we had this guy in this place uh, that I worked that would take his his pairing knife, his, his utility pairing knife, and he'd flip it, you know, and catch it. Oh, this sounds, this sounds like this has really potential to be fantastic. And he'd walk around and he also wouldn't, he wouldn't call when he was walking behind you. You know, he wouldn't (laughs) say anything at all. He would, and he was supposed to be a manager in this little kitchen. It's this like little like mom and pop Italian, like pizzeria type place, family owned, you know, and this dude was like a friend of the family or whatever. So... He, he was just, like, not really meant to be in the kitchen, uh, you could tell. But he'd walk around flipping this knife, and we were in the middle of a rush, and he's over by the, the giant deck ovens for the pizzas, not paying attention, flipping his knife, 
and uh, one of the guys whipped around, and he was right there, and he had picked up the metal pizza spatula to be able to, you know, scoop scoop the pizzas and move them so they don't burn. And he ended up catching this dude full on in the back across his shoulder blades and slammed him against the pizza ovens because he was whipping around so hard <laughs> with with his big pizza spatula. So at the same time, he had caught this knife, but he gets slammed into the pizza ovens and it goes right, right into his stomach. Holy shit. Just like straight, straight into his abdomen. And, you know, luckily, luckily it was like one of those, you know, three and a half inch blades. And so pretty thin, but I mean, it was like in, not just like a little bit. He'd slammed into the oven and it just all the way in. What did he have to do? What did? It, well, it's like he. No one noticed at first. We were in the middle of a rush, and so it, you know, and he didn't like really say anything. But then we're like looking at him, and he's like green and white. <laughs> yeah, and boy, he's, got like, pale looks, real looks quick. Like he's like sweating and stuff. We're like, dude, what's wrong with you? Pull a knife out of his gut. And then we like we're looking at you know like his stomach, and there's this fucking you know knife handle sticking out of him oh like, it, it wasn't even out he didn't even pull it out like by no no he was like sitting there and he's like staring at it and it was like one of those bright red handles you know from the uh, little, very like, obvious yeah little utility knives that you can use and he's just like sitting there like oh oh man so yeah we had to call the ambulance because we were just like oh what the fuck to do and he you know he ended up like having it removed and you know he's like didn't die or anything like that it's like yeah, it only takes once. Yeah. I, I can only imagine. But yeah, he had knives sticking out of his stomach. It was crazy. Shit. <laughs> Damn. It's like, I'm, I'm never doing that. Yeah, no, I'm good. I said, behind, behind you. Um, trying to think if there's any other off the top of my head. I would say, I mean, a towel is so obvious. But I just saw this little guy that works salads for the longest time. He was at home in salad station, whatever that may be. He comes over, me and a me and a buddy are working sides, and he comes over asking, "Can you?" Well, one's on side, one's on fry. He comes over on the fry guy, and he's asking, "Hey, can you help me? Can you show me this, that, and the other?" And he start he grabs a bowl that's been sitting under the heat lamp in the window, and then just grabs it, and it's so hot he just lets go of it, <laughs> and then lands in the fryer. So he proceeds to pick it up out of the fryer. No, he didn't reach his hand in the fryer. I've never witnessed that, but that would be... It's another thing. Don't put your hand in fryers. Anyways, so just from the residual heat, it's floating on the top of the oil. And then from that bottom heat, he burns himself a second time. In about 35 seconds. Like, what are you doing? Like, what? where's your towel? What are you, he's like, oh, everything's hot over here. <laughs> oh shit you're in a kitchen go back to salad land like in pantry land over there where you can have your little snacks your little cold salads oh my god yeah so it common common sense not being uh terribly common obviously wow that's or, that's fantastic last one running in the kitchen <laughs> i've seen so many people <laughs> run but unless you see somebody really smack their head first and their feet hit the ground second, you really should, all right, I'm going to just slow down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, uh, 
Yeah, you'll, you'll only do that once, or or not at all, you know, if you're smart and you watch someone else, you know, bust their face on the floor. Um, oh, you, you know, I, I got I got one more that's that's crazy, and then we'll just, uh, we'll wrap it up, but uh, you'll only leave your back door unlocked after close once. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, especially if you're in an inner city. If you're in a city and uh, you know there's no one really around and it's after close and your your back door is unlocked and it gets to be you know two thirty or three in the morning, uh, the following can and probably will happen. So you know we we closed up for the night, everything's pretty much done, and uh, you know we're we're writing our notes upstairs, going over you know the closing procedures. And, you know, all the guys have already cleaned up, clocked out, and they're gone. Go back down to turn the lights off and do a walkthrough. And uh, hear some, like, glass clinking <laughs> out by the bar. Like, what? So, go out there, and uh, there's a homeless lady <laughs> that's at the bar that's, like, picking through the bottles... So she can, and this is in the middle of a, of a restaurant, and she's come in through the back door, gone in through the kitchen, found her way to the bar, and is then, you know, trying to steal a bottle of, uh, you know, whatever liquor it was, which is, you know, kind of hilarious and shocking at the same time. But, I mean, it, it really does get crazier because, you know, the moment she sees us, she freaks out. And then runs into the kitchen and starts looking in the low boys, you know, and I'm thinking like, uh, I guess she wants food. And she ends up finding the, the pre-baked chocolate chip cookies that are sitting, <laughs> sitting in a, we call them shoe boxes, but really all they are is like, you know, plastic boxes with lids. And she sees the chocolate chip cookies and she grabs the chocolate chip cookies. So she has those. She's got a bottle of like vodka or whatever it is. And she's screaming not to fucking touch her and, you know, freaking out. And, and this is, you know, in the middle of the fucking night. Well, it's, it's really like early in the morning. <laughs> and we're like, what, what do you do? Like, you know, it's like trying to get the shit away from her. So just take it. Just get out of here. And, uh, yeah, so we ended up just being like, you know what? Just, just get, get the fuck out. If you fucking leave, I'll let you keep everything in your hands. Uh, yeah, so this is something you'll only do do once, uh, at least as a manager, is leave your door unlocked uh, after close. Some crazy shit can happen. <laughs> hey, and this is another good time to mention, um, if you guys have any good stories like this, send us, a, send us a DM on any of the social media or leave us a review. Uh, like I said, this is a great time to share some great stories because there's some out there. Yeah, guys, so that uh, wraps it up for uh, this episode of Kitchen in the Raw. Uh, any of you that are listening, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, if you if you do want to reach out, like JW said, uh, correspond with us, questions, comments. Uh, you know, our handle is Kitchen in the Raw. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have some extra content that we're going to start putting on YouTube uh, just for fun, it'll kind of be a, a mix of video uh, slash vocals from the podcast, and we'll be uploading those here in the next, you know, few weeks. 
Uh, we're going to try to hit our, you know, our next goal is another episode for next week. Just kind of recap everything that's been going on. Um, you know, hopefully we have some, some more fun stuff. Probably going to have a lighter, lighter episode, uh, going on next week because this one was, was pretty heavy. I think, uh, overall though, guys, uh, that's all for us. So thank you. I'm your host, JC. My co-host over here, JW. Thank y'all guys very much. Thank y'all very much for listening. Um, Yeah, we look forward to hearing any content, anything you guys have to say. Uh, Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Peace.